0: Hello, this is Jacqueline Kitzman and this is the Awakened Tarot Podcast. Welcome. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm going through current events. We've obviously still got a war happening in Ukraine that it's affecting millions and millions of people in Europe. Um, and then of course, like the casualties of the ending of the Black Grain Deal are going to cause crippling waves in, in several other countries. Um it, Killing, you know, starving people. Like, it's just not a good scenario. And again, like, I just always really encourage people to kind of like keep up with the news. We've also got um, just like some really, of course, devastating anti transgender legislation happening across the US, um, specifically right now in Florida. Not enough people were enforcing the bathroom ban. Basically, like, they're trying to make people and, and like colleges. Um, in schools, like better enforce like the reporting of where people fucking use the bathroom? It's so fucking awful. Anyway, so um Erin in the Morn, where I get a lot of news from, she's on Instagram and on TikTok. She has just a ton of information and she is constantly reporting on news that comes up and affects the transgender community and the lgbtqa plus community. And I just highly, highly encourage people to go give her a follow. I get a lot of my news and my sourcing from her and just very much appreciate the, the work that she does because it's, I'm sure just an incredibly traumatic and hard thing to have to go over and she does it. And it's amazing. Her it's Aaron in the morning, um, Aaron Reed from Aaron in the morning and specifically in Texas, um, you know, eight to nine women have sued Texas, the state of Texas for their inhumane, Uh, Roe v Wade laws where they have a total abortion ban with no exception for the health of the mother and child. And obviously that's incredibly devastating as well. So these are just all things that we can kind of like keep our eyes on in the news and support how we can and even if that's just with our attention uh today as we jump into the podcast we are so i think what i've decided to do is last week i told the story of the lifeline and now i'm going to go through and break down each card in the lifeline i think that'll kind of keep it like nice and together for people as they kind of navigate everything um again like in regards to season three also i'm going to share a playlist that a patreon and my friend ross made a playlist for spotify listeners As a a belated birthday present to me, I'm so excited, but he organized all of the episodes. So if you're a Spotify listener and you're like, wow, it would be super great to have all the episodes in order, Ross took the time to go through 100 plus episodes and organized all of them in order for people to listen to, um, which is fantastic. And I'm going to share the link for that in the show notes of this episode. So again, as always, huge shout out to Ross. I truly just have some of the most amazing people like helping with things like shout out to Kristen who made me that spreadsheet to keep track of and shout out to Monique who like freaking kept track of everything too and knew exactly what cards were missing and thank you to Ross who is consistently one of the kindest humans and you know everybody everybody who listens on Spotify or who has been desperate for a playlist with all the episodes in order like everybody round of applause for sweet Ross because he made it happen and that was a surprise and I was very, very grateful for it because as we know, um, even though I have somehow created a realm for myself where I have a podcast and have to be technologically proficient, I am not technologically proficient and I'm just very grateful for the for the help of the people that do that with the podcast. So yeah, what was I going to say? We're jumping into the episode. Um, I'm under caffeinated and I was up until 2 a.m. last night. Oh, also housekeeping. Ha ha ha. I'm telling you now. Next week, there is a very, very, very good chance that there won't be an episode simply because next weekend is Gabriel's birthday and we are going out of town to celebrate him and his 33 years of life in existence. Um, and when that happens, when we go out of town to to go do things, it's like really, really hard, like to get back like Sunday evening and record an episode for the podcast and unpack and get ready for the next day. And also get the podcast out. And we are only human. So if we manage to get our shit together and make it happen, yay for us. And if not, please, please uh, understand that we were off celebrating my husband being old. Okay, now we're really jumping into the episode. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the magician. And like I did with the fool, we're going to break down kind of the history. I have the uh, pictorial Key to the Tarot by Arthur Edward Waite. And I'm gonna read what he had to say about the archetype of the magician and of the artwork that he kind of commissioned with Pamela Coleman Smith. Um, we're gonna talk about the traditional meaning of the card. I've got that pulled up here. So like the upright and reversed very traditional meaning. And then I'm gonna go ahead and like kind of talk about how I see it. I like I said, I years ago wrote a workbook on like the life, death, rebirth lines and the triads, like. And so I'll read you what I wrote. I have a little spread that I did with it. Um, And again, you can like check in with yourself on like over time and like see how you evolve with the magician um, and that archetypal energy. And then I'll kind of go through what I see when I pull it in readings or how it comes up for me when I'm reading it for other people. Um, Just kind of give some examples that way. So let's go ahead and dive in. Um, I'll kind of explain the card. Um, The magician is a like person with a uh, wearing like a white robe. And then there's like a red capish thing, like kind of hung over them. They have their arm in the air and they're holding up a wand and like a, like a, uh, like an actual like wand. And the wand has two identical points, the same point on top versus the same point on the bottom above them is like a garland of roses. Um, They have like the arm pointed up and their other arm is pointing down with their finger pointing down to the ground and by their feet and under the table in front of them is Uh, again like a bunch of roses but also other flowers as well Um, above their head like instead of a halo they have an infinity symbol and we see this come up um, in the strength card as well which has a very similar color scheme Um, and this is also like that's part of the triad and I'll get into that so like the triad is actually the magician strength and the devil Um, and so we'll kind of get into What that means later on before we enter the minor arcana and the suits Um, on the table in front of the magician, there is a pentacle, a cup, a sword and a wand. So it's very interesting here is that the magician themselves is holding a wand. And then there is a wand like how we would classically describe like the wand in the suit of wands on the table as well. Um, The card is got a big yellow background. It's very like yellow and red and white. Those are the big three colors on there. Um, So what I'm going to start doing, oh, and it's card one and one in the tarot or numerology is kind of like this spark of something, this creation of something. Right. Um, So let's go ahead and read what Arthur Edward Waite wrote about the magician. Uh, The Trump's major and their inner symbolism, the magician card one. A youthful figure in the robe of a magician having the countenance of divine Apollo with smile of confidence and shining eyes. Above his head is the mysterious sign of the Holy Spirit, the sign of life, like an endless cord forming the figure eight in a horizontal position, the infinity symbol. About his waist is a serpent, cincture, uh, the serpent appearing to devour its own tail. This is familiar to most as a conventional symbol of eternity, but here it indicates more especially the eternity of attainment in the spirit. In the magician's right hand is a wand raised towards heaven, while the left hand is pointing to the earth. This dual sign is known in very high grades of the instituted mysteries. It shews the descent of grace, virtue, and light drawn from things above and derived to, hold on, I am turning a page, and derived to things below. The suggestion throughout is therefore the possession and communication of the powers and gifts of the spirit on the table in front of the magician are the symbols of the four tarot suits signifying the elements of natural life, which lie like counters before the adept and he adapts them as he wills beneath are roses and lilies. The um, now this is Latin. So excuse me, it's flos campi and lilium kind of valium. So I think that's like the technical names of these flowers changed into garden flowers to shoe the culture of aspiration. This card signifies the divine motive in man reflecting God, the will and the liberation of its union with that is with that which is above. It is also the unity of individual being on all planes and in a very high sense. It is thought in the fixation thereof with further reference to what I have called the sign of life in its connection. I would just like you all to know that that is spelled C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N. With the number eight, it may be remembered that Christian Gnosticism speaks of rebirth in Christ as a change unto the Ogdoad, Ogdoad, O-G-D-O-A-D. The mystic number is termed Jerusalem above, the land flowing with milk and honey, the Holy Spirit and the land of the Lord. According to Martinism, eight is the number of Christ. Is that all we've got here? Yeah. So that's what it has to say about the magician. So uh, that was like super fancy, but let's just kind of break down really quick what Arthur is, what Arthur be saying, what Arthur be saying, Arthur, excuse what the fuck is wrong with me today? What Arthur is a saying is that this is a person who has a very like holy understanding of kind of what is above can be brought below and what is below is a reflection of above so when we are creating because the magician is kind of this symbolization like this archetype for creation you could say manifestation though I do like I have a I have feelings about the concept of manifestation um because I feel like it can get very like toxic positivity um but I don't I, but I think the magician here is talking more about like manifestation and creation and it's most like, like sim- not simplistic, but in, in its most basic form, which is like the act of creating something. So you've got the four elements, which are natural life, right? The pentacles are earth, the swords are air, cups are water, wands are fire. So you have all of these elements, all of these things that we have that are natural to earth and to humans and natural life. And from these things, we create other things. Like that's one of the things that's most fascinating to me. I think about like human creation in general is that like at one point, all we had was earth, water, air and fire. Like that's it, We that's what we had. And from that, we created a thing, which created another thing, which created another thing, which helped us create another thing, which helped us, uh, you guessed it, create more things. And all of a sudden we've got technology, but at our basis, everything we have around us came from these four elements in the human or um, the the, well, I guess human, yes, human innovation to see something in our brains and bring it into the earth so the magician is really cool because one like uh, metaphorically spiritually it's having these ideas which are gifted to us through kind of like the idea of like gnosticism that we have these ideas in our head and like all of us humans kind of have access to the pool of those things and so we bring it from the heavens into the earth but then also literally it's people like having ideas and inventing things and being like oh my god what if we could create things for this is so simple but my feet hurt when i walk what if i created a thing to cover my foot i have had this idea and now i'm actively using the things around me to create it and put it on my foot so very literally it comes from your head down to your body and that's as above so below this idea that if you think it you can achieve it Um, and that's kind of the cool thing of the magician is that like you can take it very like magically right of like kind of like abracadabra right as above so below so like having this idea of like or this like Gnosticism or this like idea to like create something like magically like do a spell or or um or bring something that is above you down below you but it's also this idea of like wow I really want to invent this thing I really want to write the story I really want to cook this meal I really have this desire for something and I'm going to make it happen so that like that's the manifesting part that's the creation part like anytime you sit to yourself and you think wow I really 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 want a cookie and then you go make cookies happen for yourself whether you cook them or you uber eats them or you go to a store and you buy a package of oreos like what happened is that you kind of had this desire spark in your mind and then you made it happen for yourself and that's really the beauty of the magician is that they use the tools in front of them to make their ideas or make their dreams or make these things that happen above them come true and whether that's like literally magic like you're like I'm going to cast a spell and I'm going to bring magic from above me into my world or you're literally again just like I have a desire for a thing. Let's make that thing happen. That's the beauty of the magician. And they're using their tools around them. Now, we also talk about like the lifeline because the magician is card one in the lifeline. This is also in a very literal sense, us being born, like us coming into our bodies and having to kind of figure out like, our fingers and our toes and the world around us. And what happens if we do this? And what is a natural consequence of this? And, you know, kind of like examine your small children or the small children around you. Like they're in full on fucking magician. Like Evie will, Evie, like I remember when she discovered her hands and she was like, oh my God, I can like hit things with my hands or I can grab things with my fingers. And that's really cool because that was her exploring her environment and realizing that she could use those things to do other things. And eventually that starts like building and compounding. So like, right, like babies learn they have hands and then they learn how to wiggle their fingers and then they like try to like pick up toys and play with them. And then eventually they're using their hands to help stand up on things. And then as they get older, they're using them to draw and to create, to build blocks. So we have all of these things that compound on each other, but they start in the magician with us being able to like understand our body, understand our environment, understand the tools of which we have in front of us. And it's the instinct that drives us to like survive, like we are led by pure instinct in the magician, like pure Gnosticism, pure, pure, like spirit above us. Like we're just getting these little ideas and then making them happen. And it can be very literal and like looking at a small child. It can also be very like heady where you're like, I've decided I want to. I've decided I want to learn tarot, you know, right? Like you have this desire now you're making it happen. And they're like, there's so much as above, so below happening in that capacity. So the magician is very, it's very magical and fiery and it's going to feel really passionate and like a spark of something because it truly is just the spark of understanding of, oh my God, if I think it, I can have it. If I think like uh what is the Halloween town saying? Like Um, magic is wanting something and then letting yourself have it, like the magician really resonates there. Whether that is like literally a small child, like learning that they can hold their own bottle and like learning independence, or whether that is you being like, hey, you know what, like, what if I did try to do some sort of like a manifestation work or like spell work to let myself have something? Or what if I did like, oh, I want to like, I want to, Take a career change, or I want to like start going back to school. Like, what would it look like if you did that? Like, what would it feel like in your body? What would it look like if you actually pursued that thing that your body and your instincts are calling for? Um, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm opening up the um upright and reversed, um, like Arthur Edward Waite definitions for the magician. Um, they have an upright and a reversed, uh, definition and we're going to talk about how this has kind of evolved (laughs) some over time okay so up and how and what's still kind of like commonplace in the same with it so upright is skill diplomacy address subtlety sickness pain loss disaster snares of enemies self-confidence will the querent if male uh reversed is physician magus or magus mental disease disgrace and disquiet um so listen <laughs> some sometimes these definitions are very like they're going to feel very lenormand where it's like a young dark male the queerant. only if they're male though like that doesn't make a lot of sense disgrace i don't think i've ever pulled the magician and been like it's been, like you're you're being disgraced like that's never happened so like if you are a traditionalist and you're like, no, Jacqueline, like that really, really, really applies to me. Like, that's great. And I'm really happy for you. And that's like, that's a very easy way to go about it. But one of the problems that people have when they first start learning tarot, especially is reading these definitions and being like, these genuinely do not happen this way for me. Like, this is not, I do not understand this concept. Like, I, like, it doesn't mean phys- physician. I'm not talking about mental disease, I'm not disquiet or disgrace. Like, I don't understand how this relates to my situation and the problem is that one these definitions are incredibly old the world is the world we have now is not the world that we were in and the way that individual people use tarot is not the same so for arthur edward Waite, if this is how he saw this card then that would make a lot of sense for him but we're not in the same place we have a much deeper understanding of psychology and of human nature and biology and how things how how our brains work and 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 so like when we look at this and we're like oh it's upright so we're we're gonna go through sickness pain or loss like how does that actually relate to the card like sometimes i feel like they just took a bunch of words and like threw them at things um because you're if you look through like a bunch of cards in the tarot like you're gonna you're gonna see like pain loss disease an angry woman uh like not every single card can mean like pain and lo- like, or, you know, and the vice versa, not every single card can mean like joy, love, soulmate. And and so when we're looking at these definitions, especially when we're starting to learn tarot, they can be really confusing, if not downright, like dismissive of what the queer, like what you were asking or seeking in the first place. So here's how I see the magician. So I'm going to talk to you, what I think What I'm first going to do is read to you what I wrote on the magician. um, And then I'm going to go through kind of like how I see it in readings. And then I'll go through the spread that I that I've written for it. Okay, so this is what I wrote on the magician. When we enter the realm of the magician and esoteric tarot, we go from the soul essence to a physical body. The magician is the alchemist of the tarot, the physical creator. They work with all four elements to create and change their makeup. This is magic, yes, but also magician energy can be seen in doctors, engineers, and inventors. Newborns are pure magician energy. They are in a constant state of learning and transformation. They have gone from nothing into everything and have been given access to the entire world. They can dip their hands into the mold and craft. We have all been here and continue to come back to this energy every time we remember how much our bodies can do and be. Magic is intrinsic to humanity, a birthright we can fully soak upon birth and then continue to explore as we advance. Once we are comfortable with the way we practice magic, ritual, and create, we can begin to root ourselves to the ground, the physical world, and fold ourselves to explore the inner realms of humanity, the wisdom of the anchored soul. So the really beautiful thing about the magician is that it takes us and all of that full energy and all of that stuff we were, and it anchors us into the ground and allows us to still draw from what we were and bring it into the world. And so when I'm pulling the magician, like in a reading or like, let's say it's like a general reading, right? Like nobody asked a question. I get this like really frequently when I do readings for people, they're like, I don't know what I want. I just, just do something general, see where I'm at. And the magician comes up, right? Okay. So instantly my head goes to kind of this idea of like, How are you interacting with your environment? What changes are you wanting to make? What ideas have you had recently? How is that involving your creativity or how is that kind of like making you feel in your body? Are you feeling comfortable in your environment right now? Are you having like the desire to do something but you don't know what that is yet? Sometimes we pull this card when people are like really at a loss of like, sometimes it's just simply, I feel like I'm supposed to do more but I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's, I really feel like I'm not doing what I I really feel weird about my career or in my job or in my relationship or with my practice with something. These are things that are very, very, very common. And when you pull the magician in this capacity, it's asking you to consider, well, what does your head say versus what your body says? What do you, what ideas do you have? If you were to actually act on those ideas, what would it look like? Sometimes the magician is an encouragement for us to kind of like actually sit down and consider how we would do something, right? If you're in a panicked situation, if you have anxiety, I have anxiety. And when I'm having really bad anxiety, sometimes it'll, I'll be like, how can I work through this anxiety? And I get the magician. And it's literally telling me to address my worries. Like rather than, so for me, and this is for me, I'm not a therapist, don't take my advice if this doesn't resonate with you. But for me, I am like worst case scenario queen. Like I'm like, oh my God, like Gabe's 15 minutes home late from work. And I'm like, he's died, he's obviously died. So I'll be like, why am I anxious? I pull the magician and it's like, why am I drawing these anxieties and these worst case scenarios into my physical world? Like, why am I making them my actual physical truth right now? Why am I drawing from the things that I fear and bringing them into my body And how can I address and stop them? So like, if I'm anxious because Gabe's home late and he didn't answer his phone when I called him, how can I then settle myself into my body? Like, well, that is, hey, actually he's late all the time and he's always fine. And you're his emergency contact. If something had happened, somebody would have called you. And talking myself through, like taking myself seriously, essentially. So sometimes I'll pull this card for people and be like, are you taking yourself seriously? What thoughts do you have in your head and how are they manifesting in your physical world? What is your ideal situation right now? Sometimes we pull the magician when what our ideal situation is, is not what's being reflected in our current life. And so then the question becomes, how do we use the tools in front of us to make that ideal happen? Um, I have talked about how I view reversals before, but I don't view reversals as an opposite of, or No, or just flip the meaning like that's not how I see them I see the cards as a whole with the same meanings a reversal just tells me to think a little bit outside the box with it so I'm not going to sit here and give you like in the reverse it means blah 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 sometimes in the reverse it means like hey like take the card really literally like what's the symbol on the card um and Sometimes it's saying like, think about this card a little outside, outside the realm of what you would normally think about it. Sometimes it's a, re- it's like reversal. Sometimes if I'm doing a reading for another person, it it's telling me to tell the person exactly what the card means and then ask them their thoughts on it. It's saying, Hey, that other person knows more than you. So sometimes that's how, that's how I interpret reversals. So I'm not going to sit here and give you a total, like, this is what the magician means in reverse, because that's just not how I read them. Um, but what I will say is that the magician is very much as metaphoric and magical as it is literal. What are you making your reality? You know, you could talk about this card in regards to affirmations. Um, I have a very long history of disordered eating and one of the things that like I've had to work on is addressing my thoughts, addressing those, those thoughts, and then Asking myself how those negative thoughts affect me physically. That's magician energy. Sometimes it's literally, wow, I really want to embroider something. I don't have the tools to do it, but my body needs to be creative today. Maybe I need to order myself some canvas totes to embroider on, or maybe I need to go to Joanne's and get some embroidery thread so that I have all the colors I need. Sometimes it's literally, you have. Sometimes it's literally like you have this problem, Jacqueline, that you're so anxious about and you have all the tools to solve it in front of you. Why aren't you doing it? Like if you have executive dysfunction and you're really anxious because your bedroom is a mess. And so you like pull a card and you're just like, God, like, why can't I focus? Why can't I focus? And you pull the magician and the magician's in reverse. Like, look at your environment. Is it a mess? Are you comfortable in it? What would make you more comfortable? Are you cold and you've just been ignoring your needs? Are you hungry and you need to go eat? Are you thirsty and you've not drank something? Do you have a headache and it's time to go take some ibuprofen? Like the magician can really come up for us as metaphorically as it can literally. And I think that's sometimes what's lost in translation when we pull the magician. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to read to you the spread that I made to better connect ourselves with the magician. You can use this as many times as you need to, um, to better familiarize yourself with where you are with the magician right now. So I'll say it slowly, and then um, hopefully you guys can like pause or write it down as I go. Again, if you're on Patreon that all these workbooks are uploaded to Patreon. So here we go. One: How can we better connect ourselves to our bodies? Two: What are you being asked to create right now? Three. What energy can you embrace to best alchemize the change you want to see? And four, what wisdom are we meant to attain from working within the physical world? So that's the spread I've got for the magician right now. Um, Thank you all for hanging out with me and doing this. I want to let you all know that I'm incredibly, as I'm like shuffling my deck right now, I'm, I'm super curious because I, um, This is part of the podcast where I give you all an incredibly sad story about how I'm missing a card from my favorite tarot deck. And I'm like super depressed because I want it back because I kind of like need like a full tarot deck to do readings. So I'm going to have to like potentially order a whole nother Smith Rider Waite deck if I can't find this freaking card. Uh, So that's the part of the podcast where I complain to you about my inability to keep my shit together. Anyway... Here we are. Uh, We are in the, for the collective reading this coming week, we've got the seven of pentacles. So here's the really beautiful thing about the seven of pentacles. Um, Sevens are about self-awareness, self-control, epiphany. Uh, And and some of you will be like, well, how does that fit with the seven of pentacles? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, Self-control to wait is a really hard part. Sometimes the wisdom in the seven of pentacles, and I think the wisdom that we're supposed to take with us this coming week here, this is what I'm getting pretty strongly in my head right now. Is sometimes the best thing we can do is let something come to fruition the way it needs to on its own. Sometimes we panic and we really, really, really want to intervene. Like a really basic example of this is like making like a cake, right? And you keep opening the oven to like stick a toothpick in it and be like, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? But what you're doing is like letting out the convection heat. It's not cooking the way it's supposed to. You're just prolonging the process every time you intervene let something happen. This could also look like your toddler wants to crawl into or out of their car seat on their own and they really don't want help. And you're annoyed because you could do it so much faster. Give them a chance. Have the have the awareness to wait and watch the thing come to fruition. Um give other people a chance to do what they need to. Give yourself a chance to even if it's you like If you're doing something or you're like, wow, I really wish I was farther along. And like, I'm teaching myself to draw and I'm all like, I'm still terrible at it. Like I have improved, but I'm still not good. And I have this thing where I'm like, God, like, I just wish I was better. The problem with that is that to get better, I have to be willing to kind of like let things evolve and let talents evolve on their own. Like there are things I can do to help kind of like refine and help the process. But the other part of the thing, and this is the self-awareness aspect and the self-control and the epiphany part is that I do have like a proximal zone of like learning. Like we all do, like getting better and getting, like getting better and getting more talented and increasing your skill does happen and is, and sometimes is slow moving. And sometimes you feel very stagnant. But that process is happening. It's happening as it's supposed to cultivate it and nurture it rather than tearing it down. Like it would, you know, it would not do you very good to be growing like berries or strawberries or tomatoes in your garden. And every day you come out and you look at, you look at one of the tomatoes and you're like, fuck you little green tomato. Why don't you ripen faster? Why don't you get plumper? What's wrong with you? Be better, be a better tomato. Like that's not, that doesn't help the tomato do anything. Like the tomato is growing at its own rate. Like you berating the tomato is not going to make that tomato more tomato-y. So This coming week, just really pay attention to what you're waiting, how you're waiting for something, what is happening while you're in the observing process and letting something come to fruition in full circle on its own. You don't always have to be poking at it with a toothpick or screaming at the tomato or berating yourself because you're not where you think that you should be. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. And if that's the case, then everybody else is also just doing the fucking best that they can where they are in the world. So kind of take that with you as we move into this coming week. Um, I think that's all I have to say. If you like this podcast, consider rating, subscribing, and reviewing. It helps push the podcast up to more ears. And once we hit 300 reviews between Spotify and Apple, I'm going to have a pie war. I'm very excited. I really like pie. Um, I'd like to do that. I think we're like 50-something reviews away or maybe like 48 or 49. So we have a little bit of time for me to cultivate how I'm going to like fucking film that. But... Anyway, I love you all. See ya.